0: Rack and Finn Radio with Tom P., WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: It's snow, it melts, and we're one day closer to spring. Hey, you're inside Rack and Finn Radio with me, Tom P., weekend of January 29th and 30th. Really packed show, really tight on the time. Sorry, producer Chris Coleman, extraordinaire. Got to work on this. Okay, two days remain in the statewide winter bow season. Now, there are DMZs that the season will, co- also, Shaka Moza, will continue Uh, to mid-February, I guess, a little later in February. Go to the uh, Hunting and Trapping Digest for the dates and the DMZs. And I also paid 63 to digest for the two zones, one north, one south, for the special Canada goose season, which is going on. Daily limit is five hunting hours or half hour before sunrise to sunset. Squirrel and rabbit season still on, and the light goose, uh, a.k.a. snow goose season, continues. Coming up our next segment, we're talking the fly show. The largest fly show in the country is right here in New Jersey. A little bit of a drive north, but there it is. Jim Hutchinson, Jr., managing editor, New Jersey and Delaware Bay edition of the Fisherman, weighs in on his outstanding in-your-face editorial in the February issue of the Fisherman, which just came out, and a little later on, Captain Jim Frieda. Shortcatch catch sport fishing talks stripers on the fly and his seminar at the fly show. Grab that cup, grab that rebel. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio,
0: WPG Talk Radio, ninety-five point five FM and fourteen fifty AM, South Jersey's talk station. Download Rack and Fin Radio as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio, ninety-five point five.
1: It is show time. This time of year, we have the AC Boat Show coming up. We have the Marine Trades Association Boat Show coming up. What is happening this weekend, right now, opened yesterday. It is the largest on the East Coast. It is the Fly Fishing Show at the New Jersey Convention and Exposition Center in Edison, 97 Sunfield Avenue in Edison. Now, don't panic, people. It's... A straight shot up the parkway or up the turnpike to 287. It's right there. Now, except for again, like I said a little later on in Cape May County, you can be there hour, hour and a half, hour and forty five minutes. It is. It opened yesterday. It is balls to the wall fly fishing, saltwater, freshwater, tires, authors, a destination theater segment, and the seminars. One in particular, we're going to be covering that a little later in the program. One in particular, just worth the price of admission. These are head-exploding seminars insofar as information. You have the exotic uh, destination things with, you know, Patagonia and Argentina, et cetera, at infinitum. Joining us on the line right now is the co-producer of the show, Chuck Foremsky. Remember, Chuck, back in November, he ran the... It was packed. It was you couldn't even move in there. The fly tying symposium. This is the fly fishing show, and it is a monster. Chuck, thanks for joining us on Rack and Finn, Big Brother. What is happening?
2: Oh man, I'm worn out. I set up the show uh Thursday, yeah. uh, Thursday night, all day long. Oh, I slept ten hours what that? that night at the Sheraton, which is the host hotel. Right uh, five minutes from the exhibit
1: hall. Now, listeners, the show today is going to open up at eight thirty. It goes to six, and uh, tomorrow, Sunday, nine a.m. to four thirty p.m. Now, listen, this goes way back. I remember the first time Chuck mentioned he and his then partner Barry Servient were going to have a fly show. He stops in at HD Wood Advertising, 403-22nd Street, plus twenty two in Ocean City, where we had the Garcia account. We had Triton Boats. It just it was a, what a place. Anyway, Chuck stops in and he, and he floated this idea. We said, "Wow!" And I'll never forget. It. it was a Friday afternoon. We closed at twelve. You know, go fishing, go to whatever. And they said, "Hey, Thomas, um, you go? Yeah, I was uh, had a property up north at the time, so I'd be going right by the place. You stop by, see uh, see see how they're going. Now it's by the time I get up there was about one o'clock, one thirty, sleet, freezing rain. I go by the place where they had it. I guess it was at a different venue, same big big you know convention center type place." It was too deep, sometimes three deep for about a hundred yards. Now this is before cell phones or actually some, some maybe cell phones were out there. I didn't have one. Stopped at a gas station, cost me three dollars and quarters to call back down Ocean City to finally track Dick Wood down. I said, Dick Forimsky hit a grand slam. And Chuck, it's been nothing but more growth and expansion since, man. Congratulations. Yeah, that was quite a shocker. It surprised
2: everybody. Barry and I, of course. You know, we we were the first ones, well, actually, I was the first one, and he did one three months later. We didn't know each other. Oh, okay. We were the first ones that, <laughs> yeah. that individuals that did a fly fishing show, I guess, with our own money. There are right. smaller ones that clubs did, you know, like trial unlimited clubs and FFF clubs, but they're like 60 volunteers. <laughs> right. <And> I, <laughs> I just, it was two I... of us, our wives, our kids, our dogs, our cats, that was it. But uh, maybe 2,500 people. If we got 2,500 people, we were going to break even. We were hoping we wouldn't go bankrupt. Well, the door man was the, was I guess he was a, the fire marshal. We had so many people in there. Right. It was like a, a strip bar. You don't you know, <laughs> get the
1: people left before you could go in. <laughs> Stopped them at the door. We had hundred people in line waiting to go into the bar. Chuck, I I, did, I remember that. I, I remember that clearly. And I, I went back that Sunday, and I you said went in the
2: exit door. I remember.
1: Yeah, and I said, man, this is crazy. I, this, I'm going to wait out in line here. It's freezing. Now I don't mind standing out there with snot sickles down on my chest, ice fishing. But I said to get into a fly <laughs> show, and I like my fly fishing. But when I went in, and Chuck, you've expanded. It says, listen, uh, close to 300 exhibitors. It was everyone. And anything and the who's who in the world of fly fishing, be it small stream trout to flats tarpon to offshore sailfish and Marlon Chuck, you guys uh, covered all the bases. And this, this show now is, my God, all the space is sold out from what I can see, and the people talking about it, it, it kicked ass.
2: Well, Ben, Ben just added a couple of exhibitors where we had a, a one or two cancellations. We, you know, we're dealing with people that can't come from. Uh, France and Switzerland and England and Ireland because of the, of the airlines and, and the mm. restrictions in Europe. And then one guy uh, had to cancel that comes all the time from Canada. Right. Cause in order to get back to Canada, he had to get all kinds of special tests right. and shots. And, and then if, if something happens, then he has to stay here for another 10 days. I mm. told him you could put him up in your back room.
1: Oh, and absolutely. And <laughs> then we'll just, a, we'll just create a couple of patterns. Well, Chuck, to me, the, the the gauge of a of a show is the seminars because I'm always I'm always trying to learn wow. something. Wow. But you have, Man. I think, like you have 51, 60, some 70 seminars ongoing. But your destination theater, I find in particular, is just beyond worth the price of admission. You're talking stalking trout in Yellowstone. It. You got you got uh, fishing in Ireland, Patagonia, and then and local stuff. Chuck, by the by again by the who's who. Yeah,
2: I just checked them yesterday before I left. I think there were six or seven seminar rooms set up. Every hour, there's a show in one of those rooms. So, I don't know what. How long's the show? Seven hours long the day, or eight? Yeah, hours. eight hours, right? So, what is that? I don't know. Seven, <laughs> seven times that's like 60, right. 60 some. But that's only the the minor seminars. Those are destination theaters. The right. big seminars with the high end. Expensive celebrities, we did not right. call you this year because you weren't that popular. So, but anyway, we'll, <laughs> we'll get you next year. Hey,
1: listen. Thank hey, Foremsky my, my popping for bluegills, that's a badass presentation.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? A lot of guys like We have things yeah. like that. We well, have smallmouth, largemouth, yeah. musky. Uh, man, we have the—I can't even think of these fish down in the Amazon with the right. giant teeth. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the Pyrenees. We, we have talks on
2: Yeah, A- Africa, New yeah. Zealand, uh, Alaska, Kapchakta. just amazing. We have so many seminars, and there are people there that book the trips, that own the lodges, so you
1: talk right. to the person exactly and you'll see when you get to the Amazon. Right. And Chuck, now you, you have you have about all the trips. You have casting demonstrations planned uh, today. Pond. Today, Saturday, Pond One and Pond Two. You have featured tires. Tire, uh, fly tying classes, you covered all bases, Chuck.
2: Yeah, as I said, Phil is the only one that canceled his class from from, uh, Canada, but he's doing it on Zoom. They put it on Zoom, and he's getting students to do that because he can't fly in. But we're really happy that I'm looking at all the pictures of the celebrities. I think I counted like 35 major celebrities in the fly fishing industry. And you Chuck, know, you, you yeah. probably have a half a dozen that you might
1: know for sure. Oh yeah, and absolutely. I asked you about the one young gun from Colorado. I had I had seen uh, read some of his material and seen him. He's uh, Chuck. You, you 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 covered it, man. You know you you've absolutely yeah, covered um,
2: it. We have so many guys, but like you mentioned, Jim Frieda, he's like the local hero. I mean, he has yep. such good fishing reports and he. he I don't know how many stripers you could catch when you fish with them. I mean, it's unbelievable.
1: You're like my cousin Mario says, my arms are falling off. <laughs> <laughs> well, the last time I fished with them, I don't know when it was. I think
2: in mid-October, I had a new fly I wanted to try out. Well, it worked. I think I landed eight or nine stripers, none of them were under 25 pounds. It was crazy. Wow.
1: Great. And this is all on a ten fly rod. Well, listen, it was, uh, add some ligature to this. I first met Chuck. I didn't know who he was. I said, what, what is that guy doing? What is that guy doing out there? It was that behind low uh, dropping tide down behind Ocean City, some rocky flats, whatever. I watched him land a basically was a keeper length fluke. That's back in the you know the, the uh, late eighties, early nineties, on a fly on a fly rod, which I went up to him and he showed me this crab fly that looked so real. I wanted to put either an old bay or put it in the in the spaghetti sauce. You know what I mean? Had little leather, little leather uh, claws, little little popping eyes, and I said, "Really, saltwater fly? I mean, I caught some snapper blues on my little trout outfit, you know, while we were crabbing and stuff." But you said the saltwater fly fishing is going to grow and grow and grow, and Chuck, it has, and you've been at the forefront.
2: Yeah. Well, at that time, the reason I was successful was because I, I know most of the fly fishing people because of all the shows. Well, they came out with a full sinking line, and my fly line, most of the fly lines that people had at that time were floating or an
1: intermediate, intermediate tip. sinking tip. Right.
2: Yeah, you'd go down three feet, maybe, whatever, and when you strip it, it starts to lift up a little bit. I cast out, and my line sinks down like a piece of lead, and I've got this crab scroll- crawling around the bottom, <laughs> right over the top <laughs> of the eyes of the flounder. They come out of the mud and grab that thing. I mean, it's
1: crazy. This is uh, yeah, Jonas on the line. On. Jonas he's on the line is, is uh, Chuck, <laughs> Chuck Fremski. He is the co-director or associate director, or whatever you want to call it, of the Fly Fishing Show, which is going on. It runs today and tomorrow. Yesterday was, Chuck, I think it was, uh, you know, you're, you're talking sellout. And the hours, Chuck, you, you make it early enough, people can get there, and it, it's open until, you know, Jesus, till 6, 7 night. you, you got to cover it here, bro. Yeah. Well, by the
2: way, you better mention my son. I'm, I'm listening to him now. He's the boss. He told me, yes, he he said, I was going to talk to Tom. He said, make sure you tell him that I took over the show six years
1: ago. Yeah, but but Chuck, I I relate to you. I relate to you. Benji's here. He's there. He's (laughs) traveling. He's out west, you know. (laughs) That's what irritates
2: him because everybody comes to me. And he's standing there like a piece
1: of cheese <laughs> against the wall. <laughs> okay, Chuck. Okay, listeners. The hours are today eight thirty to six, and tomorrow nine a.m. to four thirty p.m. I'll tell you, 4 four thirty p.m. That's still going to be packed. You're going to have some pissed off people when you have to kick them out. <laughs> you tell the lady, I've, I've been there and say, "What do you mean, man? It just caused me want to get it." And it says, "Listen, just a packed show. Everything and anything, uh, fly fishing." saltwater, freshwater, fly tying. Uh Chuck, one thing that really I like you have that author's booth because you know I me, mean? I'm a bookie. Yeah, right. And uh, by bookie I well, mean I'm I'm a bookie. Every,
2: book <laughs> every book about fly fishing and fly tying and wherever you can go in the world of fly fish is there. Unbelievable number of books.
1: Okay, listen, there's uh, $18 for adults to get in. Uh, youngsters, 5 and under, is free. Ages 6 to 12, $5. $5. Scouts, under 16, and uniform, free. Active military with ID, $10. And your envision to the show includes a seminar. The seminars alone, people, I'll tell you, later on in the program, we do have Captain Jim Frieda coming on to talk Oh, uh, fly rod and striper September to December. And, Chuck, the most important thing, two things in the Tom P. realm. Rack and Fin Radio yes. 1 free parking Chuck that's a that's yes. a winner man that's a winner
2: You know what else we we have so much to talk about but there's an area where the kids are, even with their adults they could join them they could learn the tie flies learn knots right. we have a an educational area that they can sit for free and learn whatever they want to from really really good instructors
1: okay, Chuck, and we have a ladies area I was just going to ask What's you that Chuck area? yeah the ladies area that, that oh. is the uh, that is the growing Demograph, not only in fly fishing, but basically fishing across the board. Women that is an economic force, and and check this fly show puts it right at the fore.
2: They have a complete area with all kinds of things that women will be interested in, and the men would be there too. They're having, I think, they're even having a breakfast, welcoming breakfast. There's some so many things going on. That's why I'm only the co director. My son (laughs) knows everything. So, if you
1: see him, tell him he's doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we're going to try to get there tomorrow. Listen, the Fly Fishing Show, the world's largest fly fishing expo of its kind, New Jersey Convention and Exposition Center, 97 Sunfield Avenue in Edison. Easy shot from the parkway, easy shot from the turnpike, 287. Follow the signs. Everything is there. You can go to flyfishingshow.com for directions. They have directions in the brochure. And, Chuck, I'm tell you, you have a pretty impressive list of show seminars here, bud.
2: Uh, it's, I wish I could go to them. I have to introduce a lot of the people. I run around in between things, and I get there just in, in time to introduce someone, and I have to go to the next
1: one. Listen, this is a fact. <laughs> for loses anywhere from 10 to 15 pounds per fly show yeah. it's documented well chuck god spares we see you tomorrow best of all I'll tell benji i'll mention him next year how's that <laughs> all right,
2: Nick, you're you're coming today aren't you after you close up but the- no i'm
1: gonna uh, i'm gonna try the- to yeah, i'm now. gonna try to get there i'm gonna try to get there tomorrow i'm gonna try to get some ice fishing and or you was know, last week in a winter bow hunting and or but we'll try to get up there and uh, Chuck, remember, you'll hear me coming. Listen, it's the world's largest fly fishing show, New Jersey Convention and Exposition Center in Edison, ninety-seven Sunfield Avenue. Go to flyfishingshow.com. dot if, if you want to just learn about, learn about it, learn about. It. This is the place to be, Chuck. It's uh, it's going to be great. I told the
2: ticket counter when you come to give you ten percent off. So don't forget.
1: Uh oh, okay. I'm gonna have to uh <laughs> I'm gonna have to call my accountant on that one illegal here. Thanks, Chuck. <laughs> yeah, you take care, brother. We'll see you tomorrow, man. All right. See you, brother. Thanks. He is one hell of a flyer. Just basically, I said, What the hell are you doing, man? That's a that's a fluke. He said, Well, that's a flounder. And it was the thing had to be nineteen inches. The water was eighteen inches, twenty inches, dropping tighter on some rocks and stuff. You see the like the cabbage or whatever. And just watch him shoot that out, twitch, twitch, boom, rod bent. First thing I thought was uh, maybe a uh, know, bluefish. It's it's yeah, probably bluefish. Maybe probably I figured a striper. And he gets up this flute and you know lets it go. And I saw that crab fly. And again, to me, fly fishing is freshwater. Again, I caught some snapper blues there. Saltwater realm. Listen, the fly fishing show today, tomorrow. Check it out. Worth the drive. The seminars are to blow your mind. Okay, grab that cup, grab that Red Bull. Be right back. Rack and Finn Radio.
0: If you love South Jersey's talk station, then the WPG Talk Radio app is a must-have on your phone. Listen to all your favorite talk shows around the clock and instantly call them with just the tap of your finger. Download the Hurley in the Morning podcast. Send us your pictures and videos of breaking news and more. It's the WPG Talk Radio app, a free download from South Jersey's talk station, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: Yeah, back inside and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Week of the January 29th and 30th. And that was at the Fly Show Chuck Farimsky. Our next segment coming up, Captain Jimmy Frieda, man. We're talking stripers on a fly and his seminar at the Fly Show. But right now, right now, let's talk the most popular fish along the Jersey Shore, the summer flounder, a.k.a. fluke. Pick up the February issue of the Fisherman Magazine. This is the big monthly uh, color cover. Absolutely outstanding edition. As always, some great articles and, and the main feature, uh, Johnny Raguso, Captain Johnny, with the Marine Electronics Buyers Guide, uh, History of Cows, the biggest striped bass on record by Johnny Teedman, plug, plug, plug Building Two, the Rat Swim Bait, man, Rats on the mats. That is where they got a Travel Tips Guide, the Mighty Mite, the one thirty-second ounce Marabou Jig by Captain John Paduano. Hey Johnny, let it out of the bag. I don't like you anymore. And then you have the the Localing Steady Pick, Backbone of Good Eats by Eddie Masunas, former Penn rep, for, the, the, the best rep I think Penn ever had. And, okay, Spare the Rod when one combo is not enough by the great Alan I I haven't seen Alan's bottle in a long time. Who's all right, man. He's, he's, he's back in the fold. The passing of Robert Healy Jr. I had the opportunity to meet uh, Mr. Healy twice at the RFA office when it used to be in Galloway. He would look you right in the eyes, and you know you you did you don't don't BS the boss. <laughs> this guy, when he gave you a look, uh said it is passing. Uh, Eric Burnley, great writer, great article, White Perch, Wintertime Wonderfish, and the NOAA uh bathmetric data viewer, transition to electronic navigation charts by Wayne Young. But as always, the first place I go, whether it's an online or hard copy to Fisherman magazine, the editorial by Managing editor, New Jersey and Delaware Bay edition, Jim Hutchinson Jr. Straight between the eyes, as always. Hutch, we're just seeing now the, the, the this one now in the February issue. Crumb bums. Okay, Hutch, great play on words. Lovely Dean Reese. Now that's a writer. Thank you, babe. That's a writer. This editorial alone is worth the cover price. And if you don't subscribe, you are lame because this is the magazine to get for all your fishing news. Hutch lays it out. Now, this is for 2023? What's happening? 2022 is it still going to be three at eighteen? Jim's on the line with us right now to give us. Uh, he has a little inside information on it, but I want to discuss his his editorial. I man, it just just punches you. It just hits you right there when you say every. This just seems like an exercise in futility. Sorry, Hutch. A little long, but I was getting crazy on the copy, man.
3: I was laughing. That was funny. <laughs> You're on fire.
1: uh, Hutch, uh, you know me, Hutch, you know, my percolors, I like the fresh, I like the salt fluke is, yeah. yeah. But again, it's like, are we banging our heads against the wall? Hutch, you, you just, you just laid it out. The crumb bums and, and flounder porgies and and black sea bass. Hutch, what, what's happening? What happened? The name, I, I've Um, I've known him for a hundred years. Tommy Slick, in New York. What did you do? Anyway, Hutch, can you lay it out, please? uh,
3: It's a good question. We don't know what they did. Um, you know, I, I spell it out in the editorial. It's not often that I run a cover photo uh, to lead attention to my editorial. Bingo. It's usually a story. Bingo. But, yeah. but I, put fluke on the, I put fluke on the cover for Mars to get people to ask why. And then to read this because I need, I, I, need, I need as many people to understand this as possible. And I need my friends in New York to understand this because they need to hold their appointed uh, public officials to a higher standard. And, you know, these guys get paid. I don't know if a lot of folks realize that, but at the Mid-Atlantic Fishery Management Council, when you get appointed, you get appointed as a governor's selection, and you get a, have to get approved by NOAA, and you get a lot of support from the industry. If, you, if you're tabbed if you're as a recreational fishing representative, you're going to get a lot of support from the Recreational Fishing Alliance, mm-hmm. the American Sport Fishing Association, to get that nomination through at the federal level. So RFA supported Tom very closely, and then Tom turns around and sits on his hands when Adam Walski's trying to get us a good deal for quota. Now the last time we had this opportunity to get a quota change on fluke seabass and he was 20 years ago, and, <laughs> the, and the New York Mid-Atlantic Council representative then screwed us over. Flash forward 20 years. And Adam is there in the room, Adam Nowalski, New Jersey. And he's right. saying, guys, I need you to follow me. We need to fight here. This is this is where we should fight. Now, ASA and RFA are saying we should be 60% recreational, 40% 40 commercial, commercial right. on fluke. Right now, it's 60-40 the other way. Right, right. So knowing that there's going to be a bloody battle, Adam, Adam Broker's compromise right there in the middle. So mm-hmm. on, a, on a point of zero to 10, you go for five, right? This is, this is good. But those guys from New York sat on their hands again. So I'm not exactly sure. Um, I did speak to Schlichter. Tom wasn't returning anybody's messages. I got him on the phone. I, I recorded our conversation. Uh, the folks in Long Island at our Long Island headquarters, are, mm-hmm. you know, the New, New York edition, Matt Broderick, hopefully he writes something up. But Tom just kind of said he thought, that if Adams' motion failed, it was all going to fail. And I pretty mm-hmm. much asked this question. Is, is fear of failure a reason for failure to fight? That's the difference between New, York, New Jersey and other states. That's why other states don't like us at the council and commission level. Because New Jersey's not afraid to fight. We're not afraid of losing the battle. Our council members, our commissioners, our individual anglers. Right. We are never afraid to fight. And maybe that goes back to the Revolutionary War. I don't know. <laughs> but, 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 the, but the situation is, in terms of 2023 and beyond, because that's what this allocation shift was going to be, we could have gotten a lot more. We got crumbs, and the bums in New York are the ones responsible for this because they didn't join the fight. And this is probably what we're going to look at in terms of allocation for the next 15, 20 years. For the next, Hutch, you ended know, up for the next 20 years.
1: I, this is unconscionable. ASA, ASA,
3: uh, I, I mentioned ASA and RFA. I, I talked to John DePersonner immediately after this happened for the RFA. Mm-hmm. He was despondent. He's still despondent. It shows you what how big this was. I talked to Mike Wayne at the ASA yesterday. It's been a month and a half now. Mm-hmm. He's despondent. He still can't believe we didn't get this done. So it was, it was a huge vote. It was huge. And I don't know the way out of it right now except for the other question you had is where do we stand for this year? You're right. I, So that's where we stand for this year. The Atlantic States Marine Fisheries Commission met this week, uh, and they spoke about um, black sea bass, porgy, and fluke. Mm -hmm. We are getting a theoretical little bump in fluke uh, harvest uh, in 2022. Uh, They're going to cut us back on black sea bass and porgy. So this is all based on their stock assessment numbers. It's based on the Marine Recreational Information Program. That's the the data collection. Uh, So they say that we fish too many sea bass, for example. The original plan was going to be closer to like a 40% cut, as I remember. Uh, They worked out a 28% cut. But I was speaking to somebody yesterday um, about this, Mm -hmm. and uh, the technical committee is looking to – kind of smooth things out Uh, what they did is they found some anomalies in black sea bass in terms of how the the information they had relates to the waves of data and we're still going to have to wait another week or two to figure out exactly how much of our season in sea bass is going to be impacted or porgies. you asked about fluke we get we do get an increase is that going to result in more of a bag probably not is it going to result in more of a size limit I don't know. The state of New Jersey is looking at a possible slot option, and they'll probably discuss that March third when the right. New Jersey Marine Fisheries Council meets. Well, Hutch, uh, so if I, I can interrupt maybe, you for a
1: second, whenever the slot yeah. comes up, you always hear "can't do that." Law enforcement? No, that's that's a pain in the ass. Can't do, you know, can't do. That's impossible. Never works. Hutch, all the years you've been doing this, am, am I just? Is it just me, or have you heard that as well?
3: So the the, the enforcement in New Jersey it hasn't complained about the slot enforcement in new jersey has complained about split seasons you know having the let's just say for example cut the state in half at the causeway bridge in lbi south of the causeway bridge it's one season north is a different season enforcement always says we can't do that Mm -hmm. but they have changed you know i could criticize them but they have changed because they've allowed us that additional fluke uh flexibility down in cape may right so you've got a different regulation on Delaware Bay, Bay right. and as long as you store your stuff on board you head head north, you can get up to the Reading Bridge right. without a problem. Mm-hmm. So the slot problem has been coming from NOAA and the data collection because basically remember that our limits are in place to keep us from catching fish. Mm-hmm. That's what keeps us from going over quota. If we catch too many short fish, even in the allowable season they give us, we're going to go over quota. So the whole idea of size limit is to make it harder for us to catch fish so that we can fish longer and have a bigger season. It's really a bizarre thing, but I think we're going to be looking at a slot again this year. And and I think I should just explain to folks that what from what I've heard, there may be ways out of this box with black sea bass. We may not lose as much of uh, of the season or the size or the bag limit from black sea vans, as we mm-hmm. saw but in fluke. I don't think we're really going to find out anything until uh, next month when the right. Midland fishery management council meets. So again, like I said, this all come out March, March uh, 3rd, I believe. Did
1: you- I, I just hope 3rd. it's a, it's not a virtual meeting. It's a, a personal attendance meeting. You know, people can get in there and, and, and voice their opinion.
3: Gonna that ain't going to happen. No, I'm yeah. with you. Yeah. This is ridiculous. This, the, the whole, this whole COVID thing, and the inability to have a public meeting has been the worst thing that could possibly happen to democracy, especially in fisheries, because we can't show up at a meeting and talk about things. You get shut out online. I mean, the last meet the, if also in the same edition, Tom, if you go to page 60, I write up the New Jersey Marine Fisheries Council meeting from January 6th at that meeting, they covered everything online for two hours, three hours before the public had a chance to weigh in. I mean, now, If you're an angler that goes to this council meeting, you have to sit and listen to a wind update. That's more important than your public comments. It's gotten bad. Hutch, two page 60.
1: I have to ask you this. In your humble opinion, Hutch, a saltwater license is going to stop that striper poaching?
3: Of course (laughs) not. One has nothing to do with the other. Where did that come come from? Because everybody wants to say that. Look, oh, my God. He's getting fired up, folks. He's he's getting fired up. (laughs) I did it in my weekly forecast, man, that week I said I, I was talking about this thing and I, I I broadcast the the ninety seconds from the meeting that was in question and and Captain Jason Snellbreaker God bless him. he's got a big job to do to cover the whole state, but' Good he said, man look uh, It works in hunting if you have a hunting license, you're not going to violate the law, and I'm yelling at the at the at the commu- computer screen. I'm like, <laughs> if you're a hunter who has your hunting license uh pulled away and you're walking with a gun in public, you're now a future convicted felon. (laughs) How could you possibly compare hunting to fishing? (laughs) You know, I don't know. There must be a bureaucratic handbook someplace where a guy reads page 47 and knows exactly how to please somebody out of an additional tax. Listeners, vintage Jim
1: Hutchinson Jr. Well, Hutch, uh, two. hey, the other option, let's shut down that Raritan Bay fishery. Oh, that'll stop the oh, poaching!
3: Sure. Don't let Don't let me pull this car over, you two. <laughs> I mean, Lizards, pick up. The- <laughs> I'm going to take everything away from everybody if you don't if, if you don't figure out the bad apples. That's just ridiculous.
1: let pick up the February issue, the Fisherman Magazine. Subscribe. It's what twenty nine ninety five for the year. Best, uh, best news out there. Go to page 3 in the local and, and also page 60 in the local section of the magazine for Hutch's The Crumb Bums editorial and also the last uh, Marine Fisheries meeting. Well, Hutch, before I let you go, congratulations on uh, brother Clark Harris
3: with the Bengals. Super psyched, man. He's, this is big game. I mean, he's, my, my brother's playing to get into the Super Bowl on Sunday. Go you know. Bengals.
1: Okay, I'm saying it right here. F the Cowboys. F Jimmy Jones. F. Dak <laughs> Prescott, F. C. D. Lamb. It's Bango country here now, man. Well, at least in this studio. Okay, Hutch, you got me. I turned. I turned. <laughs> After since 1965 or 4 when I saw my first Cowboy, I turned. You got it, man. Well, Jim, thanks for joining us on Rocket hey, what, yeah, Let's, uh,
3: what? There's not a single player on the Cowboys that fishes for the first stri- strike bass. So Clark
1: Harris for the Bengals, you got to root for him. That, I, absolutely. I mean, look at it. find me something with stripes here. I got to wear my stripes. Okay, how'd you take care? Let's get you back. I'm rocking Finn. Best to your dad. Everybody else, uh, Michelle and Samantha, and everybody, and you take care, man. Yep. Hey, Happy shoveling Hey, there, be, I was just gonna say, be careful shoveling, brother. See you, man. All right. See you, Jim Hutchinson Jr. Okay, man. A little long and I coming up, coming up, Captain Jim Frieda. His uh, Striper on the Fly seminar at the Fly Show. This afternoon, and he talks stripers on the fly. Be right back. Rackin' Radio.
0: WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Fox News. I'm Carmen Roberts. Hunkering down in the northeast as a monster storm rolls in. Some store shelves leaned out. They're showing everything. Cat food, pet food, the dairy. Forecasters warn there could be up to three feet of snow dumped in some parts of New England. And winds could top 50 miles per hour. Fox's Lauren Blanchard. Some New England officials fretting about a shortage of snowplow drivers with so many COVID sick-outs. President Biden says he'll send U.S. troops to Eastern Europe and NATO countries soon as Russia increases its forces around Ukraine. We've got new reports of Su-35 fighter jets of Russia landing in neighboring Belarus. Now we're talking about something like 125,000 troops basically encircling this country. Fox's Greg Palcott in Kiev. America's listening to Fox News. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Winter Weather Alert with Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow.
3: I'm sitting here in the weather center listening to the wind howl outside, and I think that's what differentiates this nasty nor'easter from a regular old snowstorm. Uh, The wind, we've seen some gusts over 40 miles an hour along the coast in the past little while, and they're really kicking up now. That wind does a lot of things. Number one, sporadic power outages are a concern. Number two, coastal flooding. We're past high tide on the ocean front, Back bays will crest in the next couple hours. Minor to localized, moderate category flooding expected. Number three, the wind chill is in the teens now. Could dip into the single digits at times. And number four, that snow is blowing around, drifting and obscuring visibility. So we are in the brunt of the storm, the peak of the storm now through mid to late morning. This storm system is not going to exit completely until sometime this afternoon. I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow on the Townsquare, New Jersey Weather Network.
0: Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: Let's get back to the Fly Show running today and wrapping it up tomorrow up there at the New Jersey Convention Exposition Center in Edison. Now, to me, seminars are the most important part of any exposition like this. You see the tackle. You can, you can handle the tackle. But the knowledge that comes out of these seminars that you can gain to improve, it, be it fishing, be it hunting, be it any, anything outdoors, anything pertaining to it, is invaluable. One seminar in particular, one ran yesterday that, that caught my eye. It's just, and how apropolis is from Monmouth down to Cape May and around the Delaware Bay. It's New Jersey striped bass blitzes, September to December, baits, flies, and mayhem. Presented by Captain Jim Frieda. Now, uh, Captain Jim is a li- U.S. Uh, CG licensed captain and owner of Shore Catch Sport Fishing out of Manasquan. Now, Jimmy's been fishing the inshore and offshore waters of Jersey Shore for I would say in excess of forty years, targeting stripers, blues, false albies, and they will rip your face off bluefin and yellowfin tuna and mahi uh captain freed is on the pro staff for gamagatsu spro and fisher plugs chattelors nomad design tackle nomads Ooh, these those oh boy that that uh chug norris this past summer oh man uh tony maja products you know famous bunker spoons among others and check this out he is a member of the elite pro staff of saint croix rods now let me tell you i've been in this industry for 30 something years it ain't easy Getting on the elite pro staff of Saint Croix Rods, aka the greatest rods on earth. Jim is also an accomplished seminar speaker and author. He's made presentations at the Fly Fishing Show, and he's going to do it again. Uh, the Garden State Outdoor Show, the Saltwater Expo, the World Fishing and Outdoor Exposition up there in Suffern, which I understand has been canceled. Uh, the Saltwater Expo, and Jim was a celebrity panelist on a George Poveromo Saltwater Seminar Series tour. Now he's authored the book "Fishing the Jersey Coast." Now here's the thing with this. It is the definitive where-to-go book. Some things have expanded naturally, but, you know, you can see these books, and there are great authors like Milt Roscoe, uh, Vince Spirano, a complete book of saltwater fishing, for example, or variations thereof. They're automatically dated in the year for the most part. All the photos that attack, all the boats, everything's changing. This is where to go, how to get there, and what you can expect to catch, as well as the tactics to catch fish. This is the, and and again, Melissa, I've been around books many, many, many decades this is the definitive Jersey Shore fishing book, and Jim also co-authored Saltwater Fishing: A Tackle Approach, a guide for the beach and boat fishermen. Jimmy's articles appeared in the Fisherman Magazine, Saltwater Sportsman, Sport Fishing, On the Water, and infinitum, all over the place. So Jimmy is giving this seminar. Again, it's going to be today. If you can get there today, in the strike room at 1:30, New Jersey Stripe bass blitzes September to December baits, flies, and I let this is pure Frida and mayhem jimmy's on the line with us right now long time no see mr frida how you doing so what's happening jimmy you have you, you know you gave your seminar yesterday very understand very well attended you have another one coming today. the title alone listeners, this is worth the 18 price of admission this one seminar for what you're going to learn especially from the fly fishing end jim is an accomplished fly angler fresh and salt and jimmy this uh this is going to be a monster seminar brother
4: yeah, Tommy, I'm looking forward. I always get really excited and pumped up when I give this seminar because I'm looking at the fall from September to December. I'm going to go through the migrations of the fish that we see that we can target on the fly rod, and I'm going to look at the baits that are there, and I'm going to talk about the flies that you're going to want to use to match them. But, you know, Tommy, in the last... Five years, uh, the migrations have just been, like I said, mayhem. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got, video, I got video in this presentation that I got just from this past season of of blitzes taking place that'll just you can just watch over and over and over again.
1: Jim, in your opinion, uh, I mean, the, the reaction, the knee jerk reaction, you know, from for my end. Oh, the new Striper regs, which, you know, a year is not enough. Now we're near enough to tell if it's been effective or not. You know, the 28 to just under 38, et cetera, infinitum. Your take on the Striper population. Now, you cover the waterfront, Frida. So, Stripers, to you seem like the stocks seem in trouble?
4: Tom, what I'm seeing out there and have seen uh, in the last, like I said, recently, I'm seeing millions of fish. Uh especially in the fall migration, when we start going beyond the three mile line where we're not targeting stripers, but we're looking for bluefin. Mm -hmm. There are acres and acres and acres of stripers every single day. Now I'm talking every day, thirty days, forty days, forty five days in a row. And uh it's just it's mind boggling. It's mind boggling. So I'm I'm excited about the, you know, the fishery Mm -hmm. and uh what we saw in Raritan Bay this year, whether that's just a Hudson River stock that's that's up there, uh, that was every single day, April, May into June, right? Nonstop, really big stripers. It was it was phenomenal. So I'm very very encouraged uh, with the regulations, with the stopping of the netting that has taken place. Uh, I see no shortage of fish, and I'm going to show video. I'm going to show uh, photos of my fish finders at different times during the season. Where there are literally, you have to estimate under the boat itself within within a, within a half mile radius, thousands and thousands of fish.
1: Uh, Jim, are you a lone wolf out there uh, with your clients with the fly rod? You don't see I've, I've seen more and more increasing numbers in the Back Bay, Barnicot Bay, Great Egg Harbor Bay, all the way down in the ICW uh, down you know, behind uh, you know Avalon Sea Isle. But out front, Jim, is that still a, a, a new sport, so to speak? uh no tom it was really really popular
4: the fly rod back in the 90s uh at a the river, time yeah. when the atlantic saltwater fly riders were at their prime and there right. were a lot of fly fishing clubs around it was everybody had a fly rod and uh you know uh you know bobby popovich was kind of the center of it in our area down here mm-hmm. he's been our mentor for short catch he's taught me uh so much you know Uh, and I give him a lot of credit for, for what we've done in the industry here. And, uh, but you know, I've seen the fly rod die off, uh, me and my partner, you know, captain Gene will always, you know, take clients that want to go. And we have specific clients that just want to target this fishery. And, uh, but for the most part, guys want to go out there and catch fish. So we'll do it all, you know, fly, spin, troll, Mm -hmm. you know, bait. It really, it really doesn't matter. But the key point about the fly and this fall fishery, it's the it's the easiest time to catch a striped bass and a good-sized striped bass on the fly rod. I mean, literally, you could we could put you on fish with almost every single cast. You know, we get out there in November, <laughs> and that migration is at its peak, until you don't want to catch fish anymore. That's how many fish there are, and that's how easy they're catching, because they're gorging themselves, they're making their migration to the south, and they're just gorging themselves on the bait that we have.
1: Joining us on the line is Captain Jim Frida. He is captain and owner of Shorecatch Sport Fishing out of Manasquan Topic is his seminar going on today at the Fly Show. It's going to be at 1 30 p.m. It's worth the ride. The jersey's small. You can be up there in, in the facility venue within an hour, hour and a half, pretty much, except for maybe Cape May County. Of, of anywhere in the state. It's called Striped Bass Blitzes September to December Baits, Flies and Mayhem. Well, Jim, matching the hatch, so to speak. Some of these flies to see using the size of birds. I mean, is it bunker? Is it herring? Is it, is it, is it mullet gauging it to what's under there? Or are these bass, just like me in a pizzeria going to eat anything?
4: Uh, yeah, they will. Um, they will eat anything when they're gorging themselves. But again, you know, when that, when the, when the mullet are around, we'll use our mullet flies. We'll, 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 we'll fish that. We'll emulate that bait, you know, uh, with the, with the, with the color of the fly with the retrieve the retrieve is the so most important you know uh when I look at fly fishing guys ask me what's most important you know the color mm-hmm. of the profile or the retrieve and I call it CPR for the fly fisher and it's to me it's the retrieve you know you got to emulate that bait uh, you got to uh emulate the way it moves mm-hmm. okay get the bass keyed in on it and then uh after that you know, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna go to uh, where you're putting it in the water column, and then the color after that. So uh, it's uh, sea herring around. I'm using big flies. Uh, bay anchovies around. We're using small flies. Mm-hmm. So. Like I said, in the seminar, I got pictures of it all. I got the flies that we're using. Everybody can see exactly what you need. Listen,
1: it's going to be 1.30 p.m. today in the strike room. Do not miss it. Well, Captain Frieda, let me play devil's advocate because we've been out there, and I do the fishing reports for the Philadelphia Daily News, the Fisherman, et cetera, an infinitum. When the bass are under the boat, I talk to these captains, Tommy P, they're beep 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 beep, beep under the boat, acres of bass, and they won't hit. You've run into those uh, situations, I'm sure. How do you combat that, Jimmy? How do you get him to inhale that fly?
4: Go. Yeah, just uh, that point, just to try a different type of retrieve, you know, um, get it down deep, come up vertical in the water column. And uh, usually when it's like that, you know, the jigging type of motion works. But, uh, Tommy, I got to be honest with you. when When I'm seeing that under the boat, we're catching them. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. Okay. We're we usually catching them. You know, there are many times when when I got those fish under the boat like that, and the, and they're not they're not striking out at the fly. You know, so uh, you know, getting down there with that presentation and getting down deep enough is one of the keys. But they uh, they they've, they've been. Uh, Pretty easy to catch when we got them stacked up under the boat like that. Now,
1: Jim, you mentioned the start is in September. Is there a viable bay, uh, for keepers, viable bay and inlet fishery going on September, you know, rolling into early October? Or is it all out front?
4: No, the bay is really good. All the backwaters, any of the bays, the Raritan... You know, you get back in there—the Shark River, the Manasquan, the Barnegat—because the bait is sitting back there, Tommy. Mm-hmm, we, mm-hmm. Got, we got the mullet, we got the peanut bunker, we got spearing. I mean, I go to my boat dock in the morning. Sometimes I don't even—if I don't want to take the guys out—we can just catch fish stripers there, right at the dock, busting, <laughs> busting, busting I love up it. the bait in the water in the dark at you know four thirty in the morning—they're in there. They're, the, the, the back bays are the holding areas right there, and it's usually on those September and October. Full of new moons when they when they when they get pushed out when they start moving out, Jimmy, they start did, coming out of there and then they'll come along the ocean front. But yeah, back bays are September and October, even into early November. You you can do very very well.
1: Now, Jimmy, varying uh, the the size of the tackle, six seven weight maybe in the back. Are you doing? And I've done the I've done the tarpon thing. I've done the you know the permit thing, even the bonefish thing, and the flat. Are you When out front, me, are you using basically tarpon tackle? Are you using 10, 12 weights for the bass, especially the big ones that you've been catching?
4: Uh, no, Tommy. Mostly for the big bass, I'm using a 10-weight. Okay. And uh, you know what? You could catch that fish on any, any rod. You can catch it on an ultralight trout rod. He doesn't know what you have in your hand, that fish. You know, <laughs> but the point is... <laughs> When these fish, we're releasing a lot of them, so you don't want to fight it to exhaustion. So you know you get you can catch that fish on an eight weight a seven weight, but you know what? You're going to put a lot of stress on that fish with that rod. So the 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 bigger rod, the ten weight rod, which is our standard rod with let's say a three fifty sinking line. You know you get enough power and leverage, you can fight that fish, have fun, but you're going to put it in, get it back to the boat in in a good amount of time where you're going to be able to get that fish back in the water and. You know it's going to swim away.
1: Well, Kevin, G- Jim, you know me with my fly rods, I like the popping. You know for the bass and the blues, is there a is there uh, some popper action out front when they got stuff on
4: top? Absolutely. You know we'll see that in September with the mullet run because those mullets oh. swim in the upper one third of the water column in September, and uh, you're going to pop on that. And uh, once again, we'll have adult bunker, peanut bunker blitzes. It's all. It can be all up, up top, top order, bangers, poppers, chuggers, you know, uh, whistlers, whatever guys, you know, prefer to use or whatever I give them. It's definitely a top order action. Also,
1: that is a lot of fun. Join us on is Captain Jim Frieda, owner of Shore Catch Sport Fishing, out of Manisquan. Topic is his seminar today at the Fly Show at one thirty. Stripe bass blitzes September to December baits, flies. And mayhem. well, Jim, one question I'm, I'm sure you pose. That, and again, it's up to your clients, I guess, or maybe it's the the you know the policy uh, of you know shore catch, catch and release only. Do you have any problem with someone wanting to legally keep a a, a legal length fish
4: for consumption? Absolutely not. You know, I, you know, stripers is one of the best tasting uh, fish I think you can eat. You know, uh, you put oh, yeah. it in the oven and uh, broil. You know, get it in there and some butter and some white wine sauce around it. Some some uh, season it the way you want. It's it's white, thick, white, firm meat. It's absolutely delicious.
1: Listen, I mentioned the uh, the book Captain Jimmy uh, wrote, Fishing the Jersey Coast. Check it out on Amazon. Yeah, it's about $15, 16 It's under, you know, a few dollars under when it was first released uh, some years ago. It is worth it's if you want to learn spots that maybe you never even knew existed. Everything was here in that book, Jim. That had to be pretty exhaustive research, rod in hand or not. Cameras that was pretty definitive. You covered it all, bro.
4: Yeah, Tom. It was. It took about me. It took about two years to write uh, completely. Be, you know, before the final edit of the book and uh, my area here, I knew a lot. I knew a lot, but right. when the areas I didn't know, like down by South Jersey area where your home hometowns right. are. Down there, I met up with a guide and and I met up with a captain and he explained the area and his name is in the book there and he mm. took me, he showed the spots. But one of the things I said, you're right about the locations and getting there is I Wrote down every street. I made a left hand yep. turn on, a right hand turn on. <laughs> went down five blocks. I said that's right. important because if yeah. I'm that's going true. to a place, I don't, I don't know where to go. I want the, I want the directions. So back then we had no GPS. So now if you just plug in the street, you're going to get there. But uh, you know, I made sure I put it in print.
1: Ah, it was kinda, that was kind, that was kind of cheating with the GPS thing. And Jim, I uh, when I read the chapter when you mentioned Corson's in Inlet, my first time down there, and I started board work at HD Wood Advertising in Ocean City. We had the Garcia camp, they sent some new rods and reels on them down there and you know, there across the the the, the well now it's now it's the Rush Bridge. but over there to, to uh, the Dovillin and Seaville fishing all back through there. And I said, Man, Frida, nail this, man. You were pink, bing, pink, bing, pink bing, bing, bing right on. Jim, you were spot on, and listeners, it's that way through the entire book. But Jim, a question another book on the horizon or are you gonna be doing just the mag- just the magazine articles and the seminars what about you come on man that brain is percolating Frida. what do you got
4: yeah right now it's um concentrating my effort on all the on the magazines you know all the major mags i i mm-hmm. I have a writing schedule throughout the year that I'm sticking with that and the photography for that um so um, I, I I don't know I have to see I got uh, maybe uh, one more year as an educator and I'm going to retire and if I do ever do a new book it's probably going to be from a uh, from a God perspective you know how God right. has blessed me in my life and mm-hmm. uh, you know give to Him praise and honor in the next book and talking from a Christian perspective. Speaking
1: of blessing you, Captain Jim's son Tommy Frieda, going for his captain license. Now he is. The youngest member ever on the Saint Croix Pro Staff. I'm telling you, it's in the antecedents. Uh, Jim, you're you're from uh, you're from from great stock, man. Great fishing stock.
4: Yeah, you know I'm so proud of him. You know he's a rock star in the industry right now, and uh, he's uh, he's. He's going to be in the captain's course this year. Again, he was in it uh, last year, but it got canceled after halfway through the course because of COVID. So uh, he's going again. And, you know, I can't wait till he's... uh you know, running the boat and, uh, you know, doing his own uh, charters on the on the 28 Parker Sport Cabin and with his own clients and so forth. So I'm real, uh, real happy and he, blessed with
1: But, Jimmy, uh, he's an ace mate on some high, you know, high-profile boats like the Motion. shout out to Captain Alan Lee there. I mean, he, free, Tommy Freed, his name, have seen all the magazines. And he listens. He's on the January cover of Fishman because not only does do salt, he does fresh as well.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah I you know, I learned so much from that kid 'cause he's he's getting a lot <laughs> yeah. of experience in different boats. Muchan again, he's gonna be with Allen this 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 year and uh he's been on waterproof. He's been on uh uh the, the big Mohawk this last year, you know. He so he's spoke, got yeah. tons of bottom experience there, one mm-hmm. of the best around. He's been on uh, you know, the Eagle and uh, you know, he's uh he's uh Richard Falcon, yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, he's, he, uh, you know, I'm, I love him, and, uh, you know, I'm proud to have him by my side.
1: Listeners, I met Tommy Frieda, I believe it was at the Garden State Outdoor Show, me and the lovely Dee Marie, and, and Tommy was maybe 10 or 11. We talked, Jimmy had to do a seminar, they were running all over the place. I'll never forget, Dee Marie said, like, something out of Rocky Three. that kid has fire in his eyes, man. I said, if he fishes half as well as his father, he's going to be terror out there, and he's, Jimmy, he's right there on here with, you know, <laughs> he's got it
4: down. Yeah, absolutely, man. I got no problem with him passing me and you know he he's got the, you know, he's 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 works at the real seat in Brielle and you know, he knows he knows the tackle. You wanna you know, what rod, what reel, what to match and I say, Tommy, somebody's asking me, What do you think? What should I do? So I'll go to him first. I go to him first before anybody else.
1: Well, this is Captain Jim Frieda, owner of Shorecatch Catch Sport Fishing. Check out his incredible seminar; they' worth the eighteen bucks of admission for this one alone. It's going to be at one thirty in the strike room. Well, Jim, God bless you. Great to have you on Rack and Fin. Listeners, full disclosure: Jim Frieda and I used to trade fishing results every Monday morning in the back parking lot of Our Lady of Mount Carmel School in Orange. By the way, Jim was the vice president class of. Nineteen seventy. Free. Surprised I remember that, huh? <laughs> yeah,
4: that was good. Yeah, I never forget that, Tommy. You got me started, man. Orange Park with the carp, man. We were up there and, and then. Verona and Park you, on were, Saturdays.
1: you were the terror. Yeah. Of, you were the terror of Verona Park. Like Jimmy would have a list of fishy. Man, holy God, this guy is good. Well, Jimmy, you made the transition. Uh, it's all been very successful, and you never forgot your roots, man. I love you for that. Best of luck to you. By the way, how are Patty? How are, how Carmen and Debbie and your folks, Debbie, I understand, Cameron, are still going, everything it?
4: doing good? Everybody's good. Everybody's good, you know. Uh, uh, praise God. My parents, 94, 93. God still bless alive. them. Yeah. You know, so it's awesome. Okay, Jimmy, you
1: take care. God prayers. We'll see you this afternoon, brother.
4: All right. Sounds good. Man. You, man. Thank you very much. You got
0: Bye-bye.
1: it. Way long on that segment. This seminar, it just kicks it just kicks ass. Grab that cup, grab that rub. We'll be right back. Rack and Fin Radio.
0: If you're wondering what to do with your money in these unusual economic times, or if you have questions about retirement planning, IRAs, 401Ks, or taxes, then listen to The Heart of Your Money, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG, featuring author and financial expert Joe Yakovic. The Heart of Your Money will focus on you, your family, and your financial portfolio. The Heart of Your Money with Joe Yakovic. Saturday morning at 8 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
2: Hello, I'm Rick Haas president and CEO of Gift of Life Donor Program. In 2021, thanks to our compassionate community, hospital partners, and dedicated staff, our region led the nation in organ donation for the 14th straight year, providing thousands with a second chance at life through transplantation. Every day, we are inspired by those who give the gift of life and by the hope they provide to the thousands waiting. Say yes to saving lives at Donors One Org.
0: Download Rack and Fin Radio as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. That
1: do it for this week? I'm Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Get out there, run, in the snow and enjoy man. Still, uh, still some seasons out there. A little deep. Hey, plenty of opportunities out there. God bless America. God bless our troops. God bless our first responders. God bless law enforcement. See you next week. Rack and Fin Radio.